Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Honest Property Investment Podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. Okay, so last week, what happened? I did have a podcast to go out, but I didn't put it out based upon the feedback of my guest. I was going to interview James Hadley. There's <gasps> everybody gasping at this moment in time. When I say I was going to, I actually did interview James Hadley. He asked me not to put out the podcast um, for reasons that he just wasn't feeling like being in the spotlight. I know you are probably going to say to me, Natasha, but what about that case law that involved James Hadley? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. So did everybody else. If you were on Facebook last week, you probably saw that. Um, okay. So someone got something wrong or they did something that they shouldn't have. Right. One of my biggest bugbears is not that people get things wrong. People get things wrong all the time. It is the fact that someone gets something wrong. It has been going through the courts for years. This is not something new. It's not something that will say, Natasha, have you not Googled him? Of course I have. I Google everybody. I know what's going on. And I saw what the judgment was here. It is a civil bribery case. James hasn't been struck off, so he hasn't lost his practice. He hasn't been told that he can't professionally practice. He has simply been given. When I say simply, I'm not saying simply, but he has been told to compensate the person that he has done wrong to, right? There was a whole court case about it. If you want to know more, just Google James Hadley UK. The court case from the decision will come up from last week. Read it for yourself. What I don't want you to do is go on Facebook and start reading the trolls that are out there. And I know who you are. I see you and you put it out there like you are really helping people. It is boring because the people out there trolling other people for going through court cases and losing are the people that will never put themselves on the line. I repeat it. The people trolling other people are the people that never put themselves on the line. I am not saying that what James has done is a good thing. I'm very much saying that it is a terrible thing. And you should not be paying kickbacks or you should not be taking introductory fees from someone who is fraudulent. And you should never recommend that your clients ever go and do something that you wouldn't do yourself, right? That's the standard. NC Real Estate is also, you know, looked at that. I have to get my solicitors involved when I see things like this and ask what is the right way forward. The stance that we're taking is we won't recommend anybody to a certain person, but we haven't. We never have. I don't take introductory fees. NC Real Estate doesn't take introductory fees. 
right? We never have, we never will. If we say, go and speak to so-and-so, it's not because we're taking a massive kickback. It's genuinely because we think they can help you, but it's not rammed down your throat. You should do this, blah, 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 blah. When I knew, know full well, the people trolling are taking kickbacks from the things that they are promoting online and saying, well, if you... Um, listen to my advice or listen to my stories or my case studies. I am not to be held financially responsible for you looking at my case study and going and doing it yourself and then losing a load of money. To me, that is cowardly, right? Because essentially what you're doing is you are going online and you are saying, hey, um, look what I've done. Look at all this amazing money that I've taken, blah, 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 blah. You're then introducing someone, you're taking a kickback. And then on top of that, you are saying, but hold on a second. I'm not professional. You can't rely on what I'm saying. I'm just saying it in a friendly manner. Hmm. 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 There is so much to be said for that. So, it winds me up. It makes my blood boil. I've blocked everybody that I think that is doing that. If I'm seeing it in WhatsApp groups, if I'm seeing it in Facebook groups, if I'm seeing it anywhere on social media, I don't want to be a part of it. No, thank you. It is just pop calling the kettle black and it is not for me. So anyway, as of a request from our guest, we didn't put it out. Um, Am I endorsing? you know, all of his practices. No, was it an interesting conversation? Yes. There we have it. Um, so my thought and feeling for you, do not judge someone based upon someone else on social media, tearing them down, go and do your own research. End of. Right? Don't have to trust people. If they have being taken through the court of law and the court of law has made a decision, probably best believe that rather than what you're seeing on social media and make a decision based upon the court cases, right? I'm not telling you that you have to go and use these people. In fact, I wouldn't, right? Because the trust is gone. But at the same time, don't make your decision on people who actually don't know. Facebook is not a court of law. Instagram is not a court of law. WhatsApp groups are not a court of law. LinkedIn is not a court of law. I don't like that I have to be saying stuff like this, but it seems that that is what is happening out there. And that is my opinion on it. And in fact, it is fact, it is 100% fact that Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, LinkedIn are not courts of laws. There we have it. So please go and make sensible decisions by doing your own research and don't invest in anything that's weird. End of. Okay, so that's kind of my rant to start the day. Um, I get frustrated. I see this come up a lot. Last week was just quite intense. Um. And I can't understand why people would do it. So I had to remove myself from pretty much everywhere where this is. And that's okay. I've got I've got to stay in my lane. I don't know why I let 
um, things get to me and it's not defending someone. It's the fact that other people have got so much time to spread hate. Don't understand that. Do not understand that. Um, Alongside that, then last week was a bit of a write-off because my baby boy, Harry, was really not very well. And we were in and out of hospital with him, which was not great. It was a really scary situation. And here I am today um, on a Monday night recording this podcast because there has been um, no other opportunity to do that and he's still not very well. So, but luckily he's asleep. So there's, you know, there's all of that going on. And I didn't want to think that, I don't want you to think that I'm not being here for things. I just, if I pull something last minute, we haven't got time to re-record. So I thought I'd leave it a week and come back and jump in here. We have certainly been making a lot of changes within the business. And those have been tough decisions, but at the same time, we're streamlining in the way that we're going. We're really loving the members club and what that is at the moment. And with the members club, we're actually going to do a members club Q&A next week. And I'm going to put the link to that below where if you aren't a member of the members club and you want to come and join the members club and see what it's all about and see what we do and you want to ask questions, click the link below Join up to the call next Tuesday night at 8 p.m. UK time. And any questions you've got about the Members Club, anything that you think uh, you'd like to ask or find out about, come and bring it to the call and we will answer your questions. I know we get a lot of people who say, hey, Natasha, you're doing X, Y, and Z. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, come and join us and we will go through it. So I will put that link below. So what do I want to talk to you about tonight? today. <laughs> so I want to go through the AI insights revolutionizing the UK commercial property market. Uh-huh. So AI has been a massive topic of conversation. I posted about it on LinkedIn and it has stirred up a lot of conversation. Then, I don't know if you've listened to it, but you should, uh, Stephen Bartlett on the Diary of a CEO put out an emergency podcast about um, all things, uh, the dangers of AI. So definitely go and have a listen to it. Um, another one of my clients said to me last week uh, the, that the press are reporting that AI is going to get you to a place where um AI is going to get you to a place where they're going to be able to turn on us and shoot us. Sounds a bit far-fetched if you ask me. Why would they care enough? Why would AI care enough to shoot us? Because ultimately the one thing I do believe from that Stephen Bartlett uh, conversation is that AI essentially will be far cleverer than we are, ever are. And so from that point of view, why would they care about us as long as we're not a nuisance to them? Interesting, right? But I wanted to discuss it in so far as how do we deal with it and how do we use it? Because it's now part of our lives. Everybody's using it. And so where are we finding the benefits? 
Now, I did go to ChatGPT and I said to ChatGPT, really hard to say, give me an outline for what I should talk about in this podcast. (laughs) Thinking to myself, it's going to give me some interesting stuff. It actually wasn't as detailed as I thought it was going to be. So I thought, instead let me give you my take on it and how I can see it being used and used really positively in the property industry right now so first off from what I can see and the ways that I've been using it is that chat GPT at the moment only gives you knowledge up until around 2021 September 2021 in fact it tells me that I say do you have this information it says no Natasha I have this information up until September 2021 fine So really what it can do is answer your questions. That's what it's really useful for, but you have to pose questions in a really useful way to get useful answers. Am I gonna be able to tell you about how artificial intelligence works? No. Do I understand it? No, I understand it's 2000 lines of code or something. Right, great. So a human has, uh, a human has programmed it and now it sifts through all the information to give you the best possible outcome. So that's where it's really beneficial. Now it told me that it could research property deals and then I put in a specific set of search criteria and it couldn't research the property deals. This is because it cannot seem to get access to the data from the likes of CoStar and Rightmove Commercial and all that jazz. So whilst it suggests that it can do that, I don't think it can right now. In fact, it spills out some go look here or go look there. Or So I can't do your search criteria right now. But what it can do is you can feed it a load of data about a market and it can come back to you synthesizing that data and giving you a key overview or a broad overview of what you what it thinks or what it's seen has happened based upon the information that you fed it. So your job really is to go out there and collect all of the information that you've got. So you could have all the comparable data, you could have all the yield data, you could have all of the, you know, the evidence of what's going on. And from there, feed it into chat GPT, it'll come back to you and say, well, based upon this information, it looks like the market is doing X, Y, and Z. You can then use that to make a decision on where you'd offer, for example, or um, what you think rental income might be. But it doesn't go into the nuances of where a property is, the data within the property. And to be honest with you, that is because the commercial property market does not input that data anywhere. So as a surveyor, if I was to go out and measure a building and calculate the ITZA, for example, I would not be inputting that into any situation where chat GPT could go and read that and then use that and then give that to someone as comparable comparable evidence so they're not going it's not going to have everything and again I repeat it doesn't have the nuances of the deal 
What we might see happening is it might be able to go to the valuation office agency at some point and give you those areas in which, and I'm sure it can, and then come back to you and say, well, the ITZA or the areas of this building is X based upon the valuation office agency measurements, and therefore you should be measuring it on this basis, right? So that's, so it can collate data, analyze it and give you an outcome. You can then use it, yes or no. Does this look right? Does it not look right? It can also be used to just do a general overview of a market analysis in the commercial property sector. And actually I did this as a test run. I'm writing a book at the moment. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm about 30,000 words through. And it's everything I know about commercial property. And I thought I would test it on some market research that I was doing around the city of Bath and the number of businesses moving in, the number of businesses moving out, how the business scene was doing in Bath. And it was quite good research coming back, but again, it only goes up to 2021, so it's limited. It can also tell you where it thinks good areas are to invest. So it can give you kind of an overview. Um, but I still think it's quite generic. So for example, I just typed in, where is a good area to invest in property in the UK? it came up with London, Manchester, Birmingham, Edinburgh, Liverpool, Bristol. So those would be your lowest yielding, lowest risk properties. So that's kind of giving you that baseline, but it's not giving you kind of those smaller areas, those areas where you can really get your teeth into it and no one else is around. And really, why would it? Because again, you're not getting that data from someone being on the ground and someone knowing what's going on there for you to be the first in the market to understand transactions, right? So again, it can show you where the investment markets might be, but it doesn't get down to the, the chunky bits. Now, one thing I will say that it, I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed doing this. So I asked ChatGPT, what was the best photo design software? And it said to me, try Runway. Now, what I was doing was I was looking at buildings that we are looking at currently for clients. And then I was inputting the building picture and trying to get back some renderings of what we could use for marketing. So say we're going out and we're getting shared office space. We're gonna be putting in place shared office space. Well, we need to advertise and show where the demand is. So how could I get a picture of what that was going to look like um, and that we could use on advertising, for example? I found Runway so much fun for that, so much fun. Um, so I put in a picture and then I can type in what I want it to look like and my favorite 
is um, I type, I t put in a picture and I said, please, can you put an architectural illustration together of this building? What comes back is this very gorgeous cartoon type image of a building. Now you get 125 free credits when you log in for the first time. After that, you do have to pay. But that's a lot of fun. And you can use that to then pop that over investor packs or you could use that to put that into uh, advertising or reports. So that's been a really good use of AI. And actually, I really quite like that. I could spend hours doing that. I could, that would actually take me away from anything on my day job because I find that so fascinating. I don't know how it works, but I love it. And I can understand why the uses are for it. So ChatGPT also told me it can help in property valuation, appraisals, and rent estimations. No, it cannot go out and find you comparable evidence. I tried, I already said that. But what it can do is it can calculate things for you. So if you ask it to calculate something, you can, it will chuck out a number. So you could say, can you calculate this based upon this? And it's gonna chuck out a number for you, which is really interesting. It, you can then say to it, okay, well, if this is a number that you've chucked out and these are my goals, do you think yes or no, I should be investing in this? Um, rent estimations. Well, if you chuck in enough figures for what local rents are, then yes, it will chuck out what a rent estimator is as well. But I think property data does that really, really well. Um, and so I wouldn't be looking to replace property data with chat GPT at the moment. Now, the other thing that chat GPT and AI models can't do is, again, they can't be boots on the ground. They don't see. Shock. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. But that, again, means that they don't have the nuances. They can't pick up on the fact that maybe there is an area that can't quite be used for something because there's pipe work or duct work or air conditioning units in it, in which case that's not going to be deducted for the valuation and that's something that a human would have to do. So what's really, really interesting about chat GPT and the rise of AI is that if you feed it the right questions or the right information, it can put it into a format that's really easy, easy to understand. If you tell it what you were looking to achieve and you give it the information, it can say, yes, looks like you can do it, or no, looks like you can't do it, and here's the reasons why. And for me, that's exciting. And using Runway to have a look at um the images and how we can present the building that to me is really exciting as well because it's giving me something that although I'm imagining it because I'm typing in these prompts what comes back isn't really what I'm imagine imagining I mean you can go on runway and you can type in you can put upload a picture and make it look like your dream well it doesn't look like what my dreams look like. So, you know, it can't get in my head and actually formulate all the thoughts that I'm having because it's not me. But can it formulate things in the way someone else would understand? Yes. And that's a really good use of it. If you're trying to put together a report for someone else to use, use it to synthesize your, your findings, your information. But we also have to understand that it's not got 
all of the data in there. Again, it's limited to September 2021. There's also privacy concerns around AI. Whatever you type into the AI bot, it could then use to formulate an idea for someone else. So you don't want to be typing anything in there that can't be used as open source data, which is why you see Apple not being able to use the software, Facebook not being able to use it because they can't protect their privacy. So don't be in there like copying and pasting emails and what have you, because uh-uh, that can be used. That can then be used as open um, software. But should it be something that we're using? Yeah. As surveyors and as professionals and property investors, what we need to see is that for AI to work in our favor, we have to have the knowledge, we have to understand what we're asking, and then we have to ask good questions for it to turn out really positive chunks of text, information, and things that we can use when we're presenting data. That is what AI is really good for at the moment. And that is why I am incorporating it into what we're doing right now. As you're probably aware, I'm on a podcast. I chat a lot. I can give you things in the Natasha Collins stream of thought, but I can't always articulate it in a professional manner or not very good at grammar at all. Really not very good at grammar, but chat GPT can put that in there. You know, so these sorts of things are where we're starting to see it come into its own. Am I terrified of it right now? No, but I do know that it needs some regulation, right? Because the minute it outlands us is the minute it should be scary. The minute it gets in the wrong the hands of the wrong people is again the minute it should be scary. And that is a worry. But the fact that it can process data on such a wider level than we can ever process data, it's something that's very interesting to me. Very, very interesting to me because that gives us access to possibilities that we could never, ever imagine. And that's exciting, right? And that's been programmed by humans. That has been programmed by humans. And so from that point of view, I'm looking forward to advances, but I'm also looking forward to making sure that it is protected. Interesting. I'd love to hear from you. How have you been finding AI at the moment? Have you been using it? How have you been using it? How have you been using it in the property industry? For me, it really is mainly report writing, Research, oh, Harvard referencing. It's really good at Harvard referencing. And I need a lot of that at the moment. Um, And clarification sometimes on terminology or what I'm looking at. But I always take a step back and think, is this accurate? Could I look for it somewhere else? Do I need to look at a different reference? That's really important too. So you have to know, you have to know its limitations in order to get the best out of it. And that's where AI is so exciting. So I'm looking forward to seeing developments. So do reach out to me, Natasha, at ncrealestate.co.uk if you have any thoughts on how you're using it or how you're using it for the better. If you want to come and join us for the Members Club Q&A, click the link below and make sure you register. 
I really want to thank you so much for listening to me today. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I cannot wait to see you again.